Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Back again on another episode of Speed Street. Joey Molinaro here with you. Of course, Connor Daly, Ben Walton, proudly presented by Dirty Mo Media. Got another full show this week. Connor was racing in NASCAR trucks in Mid-Ohio. So back-to-back weekends in Mid-Ohio for him. We'll recap that. We'll look ahead to the race in the streets of Toronto. Always a uh, favorite on the calendar. And the summer in IndyCar go there. Um, got some news in IndyCar about drivers going different places, doing whatnot. And uh, we're going to get into some segments again. We did last week. We had the uh, Milky, the hungry, hungry Dogs Gotta Eat, the Yikes. People seem to enjoy that. And this week we got uh, some new ones. We got a little weekend podium action. And then uh, we got the Willpower Double Birds uh, that we're going to be flipping or maybe not flipping to different things that happened to us in the last week. So glad you're uh, here with us. Glad that you're here to be a part of it. Again, I'm Joey Molinero and, of course, Connor Daly, the co-host of this program. Uh, Connor, how are we feeling, man? How's how's the weekend for you? How uh, has your week been off to a start? Yeah, man, it's all it's all good. It's been uh, it was an interesting weekend. Uh, NASCAR truck driver, um, you know, didn't uh, there was a lot that went on, uh, and then obviously the the week of news, you know, with the uh, the sixty car, obviously Simon Pagano not being clear for this weekend in Toronto, the IndyCar race. There's a lot to talk about there. Um, so yeah, a lot went on. I went to Cedar Point for the first time in my adult life. Oh, uh, so, you know, that was a good time. So yeah, lots, lots happening. Uh, and yeah, appreciate the folks that, uh, again, saw, had some, had some folks at mid Ohio say that they listened to the show. Uh, even some, uh, mechanics from some of the other truck teams enjoyed listening to the show. So I appreciate those folks as well, uh, listening in. So a lot to talk about. I want to explain to the folks, um, you know, how the truck, how the truck race went, what was going on, 
Uh, it seemed like a lot of folks didn't necessarily understand fully what was happening. Uh, Corey LaJoy was at my house last night, a uh, friend of the show. He had a canceled flight. Um, so I was explaining to him, and he was like, oh, yeah, that is much more difficult than uh, I think people expect it to be. So uh, a lot went on. Um, I was but, Cedar, uh, uh, yeah, man, I'm was excited Cedar to Point. Kind of, well, Cedar Point was very cool. There, there's, there's something there that I will talk about later when we get to segments about birds and things like that, Will Powers birds. Uh, there's something specifically that happened there that we need to talk about that'll be hilarious. Um, but awesome time. I mean, I like roller coasters. I'm an adrenaline junkie. So, um, it was, it was all fantastic and it was a great day to be out there. Uh, just a great Midwestern time. So, um, so yeah, let's get right into the, the truck race. First, Joey, did you watch? First of all, were you able to watch it all or were you busy this weekend? No, I was, uh, well, I was busy, but I, I was able to watch, of course, at you and, and Marco. Uh, racing over there yeah. that weekend, so I wanted to to you know tune in and support both of you guys. Um, and and uh, you know uh, it was it was interesting. You know I I don't get around to watching too many of the NASCAR truck races, but I was fully fledged into this past weekend. And uh, of course, you know we had some weather uh, again um, over there at Mid Ohio yeah. that was interesting and in making things uh, you know a little bit more difficult. I, I'm sure you're going to get into. But how, how did it feel for you? I know that you continue to unfortunately. For some reason, whatever the bad luck race gods is, yeah, get get placed into NASCARs that have a, a portion <laughs> broken on them. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, I got to give you know credit to the to the team, you know, Nice Motorsports. It's awesome to work with those guys. Um, you know, they're they're a great group of people who I think uh, you know believe in me, which is really cool. Al Nice and Cody fall over there. Uh, you know, we went last week to. Uh, you know, to get get fitted fitted in the truck, and oddly enough, I didn't know this, but like my the the seat that I used for the for the NASCAR Cup races that I did at Daytona and uh, Coda actually fits in the truck too. So like, was able to use a very familiar seat, which was nice. Uh, got on the simulator. Uh, it was funny. We went out to Charlotte and ended up on the simulator, and Marco Andretti was on the simulator right before me. So we both got like an hour on the sim uh, to kind of get get used to the truck activities uh, at Mid-Ohio. Obviously, both of us have done a lot of laps at Mid-Ohio, but uh, it was great to see Marco at the simulator. I thought it was going to be, you know, it was going to be a funny weekend ahead for us. But uh, but yeah, I mean, when we got there, weather was definitely in the forecast. We saw a lot of, uh, you know, people talking about it. And, and you know, we're Midwesterners. We get how the weather can be. Uh, you know, if it's 100% chance of rain, there might actually be only a 10% chance it rains. If it's 10% chance, it might be 100% chance. You never really know. Sure. Um, and uh, and and it did seem to it did seem to uh, get quite dark in the sky quite quickly uh, come race day. But when we went out for practice, you know, first off, right out the gate, um, you know, we had an issue with the power steering. Now, power steering. A lot of folks that like obviously tune into the show, you know, that are IndyCar fans, right? IndyCar, we know, don't have power steering. We've talked about that many times. It makes them very physically difficult. Uh, but they're much lighter, and they're also designed to be run without power steering. Whereas the trucks, you know, they're they're much heavier. You know, NASCAR trucks, Xfinity, Cup, they all have power steering, and they have for a very long time. Uh, I mean, even the dirt midget that I race, like the midgets have power steering, uh, you know, that, that I've that I raced. So a lot, a lot of other racing cars, literally almost a lot of them, or almost all of them except for, IndyCar, you know, has power steering or, or the, the lower series, like, like F2, F3, Indy Lights, all that stuff. So, you know, it, it's, 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 it's quite important. Um, and so when I went out there, you know, you'd, we'd have a little bit of power steering, but uh, 
when when you turn initially and you have the power steering and then it loads up a little bit and then it goes out, it's like a giant weight has been put in your hands uh-huh. and it almost feels like the steering itself stops. So like Not if you deal. were driving your car out there down the interstate, you're going to turn this sucker left and you're turning and if it goes out in the middle of that turn, all of a sudden you'll start going straight and you'll have to put both arms on one side to try to get it to keep turning. Hey. And the funny thing is, that has happened to me in my Subaru before, so I'm, I was used to that. Sometimes my Subaru, back in the day, the power steering would decide to go out in the middle of the corner and you'd be like, yikes, I got to really you know, hammer this thing down with the steering. So that was happening in practice. Basically, every corner, um, you know, it would work a little bit and then go away. And so it's it's a lot of work because you're trying to keep the cars race cars move. So when you're turning and you let's say you might have to have a little slide going, get a little correction. That correction when that stiffens up becomes very difficult because it's a very heavy car and the steering is designed to you know turn quite well with power steering. So that was an issue in practice. We tried to fix it a little bit in practice, and the way the way those those weekends work is like qualifying was right after practice so very very short practice session 20 30 minute practice session and then right into qualifying um and sadly we weren't able to fix the system in between practice and qualifying the team did everything they could they were they were just you know sometimes in racing you run into these things that it's it's just it's just that's how it is um and it was a shame right because like to, to be as fast as possible, you need to be able to use the steering wheel. That's usually, that's really, that's pretty important. That's yeah. a top three thing that you need, really. Sure. Throttle, pedal, brake, steering wheel. Those are, those are three top three important things. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was a tough one. Qualifying, we went out. Uh, that We still had the issue. Uh, we went out in the first lap. We were like P3 in our group, and it was like, all right, sweet. Um, but I still couldn't turn. And at every single corner, like this wasn't like a, it happened half a lap. It was every single corner because, you know, using the system was, was a difficulty. And again, this is sadly, this is just, just bad luck. Like there was nothing the team did, nothing that we did together. You know, we were just all, all victims of the situation. So, uh, it was a shame to have that happen. Um, and qualifying, we just decided to do the one lap and then we knew we were going to have to start at the rear anyway, because we had to change the power steering pump. Um, but yeah, that that was a tough way to start it. But it, it was fun to be out there and check it out um, and 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 get things going. Uh, but uh, but yeah, thing, things kind of started off pretty rough. But uh, I knew that you know we had a whole day essentially. And NASCAR races, the way they work out, obviously, it's such a long race. You got the stages. You know, we got uh, a ton of time to work through things. I know Mid Ohio really well, um, so it was uh, it, it was definitely interesting. I mean, I. Yeah, after after day one, it was tough, but um, you know, was hoping to have a good good race day on 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 the Saturday. Yeah, you were you know charging forward, uh, you know, a bit there on Saturday. And did you feel how'd you feel overall about that? You know, once you got through all of that uh, craziness with practice qualifying, the power steering, then once you get into it, like you mentioned, it's so long and you do know it so well. I mean, did you feel like you had a little bit of an upper hand? How'd you feel about your race day in general? Well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the toughest part was is, you know, we, we don't have, there's so little track time in NASCAR, right? Like in IndyCar, we have that warm up before the race usually. Yeah. Um, and we went out there and it was raining, right? And rain, I had obviously never driven a truck in the rain. A lot of the, <laughs> the trucks aren't really designed to run in the rain. Um, but I was excited about it. I mean, I love rain racing. 
Um, and you know, when we went out there, uh, the power steering issue was right there again. And so in the wet, it's even more difficult to, um, you know, to, to, to work with because in the wet, you have to be very, very quick with the steering. Sometimes you could lose the rear so fast, which I discovered in these trucks, uh, because the, the, the trucks are so heavy. So when you get on the power and even you saw people crashing, not crashing, but spinning under yellow, uh, before the race even started, um, a lot was going on and, and I'm sitting there thinking, if, if this thing gets away from me and, and, and I lose the power steering in the correction, you, you're not going to be able to save it. So it was very, very hard for me to use the wet conditions like I could have. Um, because imagine just every single corner. This became such a difficult issue that you have basically a really free steering wheel like you have in the car. You can sit in your car outside, just turn the wheel nice and easy because you've got power steering. And in the middle of a corner, a fast corner where you're really trying to ride the edge, it just goes out and you're like, you're stuck with a huge heavy steering wheel. And in the wet, that makes it even more challenging because you're always, you know, always kind of moving, moving your hands. Um, so sadly, right from the beginning of the truck race, I, I knew it was going to be a difficult one. And, you know, I, I was hoping it would come back. Um, you know, we, we were able to make up a lot of spots and a lot of time in the, in the wet. And it was fun. Like, I think we got all the way up to Marco right before the end of the first stage. And, uh, and Marco started like seventh. So, like, we we did a decent job coming through, uh, even with all the issues that we were struggling with. Um, but uh, but we kind of knew from then on that was our day. Like, our, our day was every single corner, every lap, steering, no steering, steering, no steering. And, and by the end of that day, you know, we got all the way up to 13th when it dried out, too. Like, it was a crazy race. Um, you know, Marco and I banged doors, uh, you know, he, he didn't realize he, uh, he, he drove into the side of me. We raced a lot side by side together. Uh, had a lot of good yeah. racing with a lot of different people, um, out there really enjoyed it, uh, as well. Uh, middle Ohio, great race, I think for truck racing. I, I enjoyed it myself. Um, but, uh, but just was always held back just a little bit. Uh, which which was a shame, and so you know we got as high as thirteenth after starting from way way in the back, um, you know, in the thirty thirty third thirty fourth, um, and you know ended up finishing eighteenth. Uh, but by the end of the race, you know, I was I was beat. Like you're you're talking a full on fight the whole time with trying to keep the truck straight, trying not to get too much of a you know correction um, because the steering was going out, and the steering by the end of it. It was consistently going in and out every single quarter, every lap. But then by the end of it, it was it was almost all the way out. Um, and, and and driving one of those without power steering is um, well, realistically, it's just not it's not not very great. Um, so I, I I wanted to make it to the end though. I wanted to get through the race, uh, get all the experience that I could. Uh, and I appreciate the team doing everything they could. They were they were they were being cool with me on the radio. I was trying not to overreact too much, but. It was a challenge, and I had two like I had great spotters: Bailey Curry, who's a driver who did very good this year; Caden Honeycutt as well, who's another good driver who is now driving for Nice and and Pocono this weekend. Um, and they were super cool with me on the radio as well. They can see what was going on, the steering issues. Um, but uh, but it was cool that we had an onboard camera too. A lot of people got to see a little bit what that was going on in there. Um, got, there was a foot cam like they had at the NASCAR Cup race. Uh, when you were watching, what did you guys think? Like, was the rain racing exciting? I didn't get to watch the race yet. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it's always good to have more FaceTime, right? And when you got the onboard um, and you're getting the inside look, then your name and uh, yeah, is like, getting talked about more. So I thought that was cool. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of foot action here this week. I don't know um, if that was a regular <laughs> thing that they were trying to show or just the differences, but uh, that was an interesting little uh, side piece that you're picking up knowledge on from. So, hey, we've talked about onboards on this pod, and uh, it's good. It's, I think it's always good to have one, right? Yeah, it was a surprise for me to have it. I, I, I did enjoy it, though. Uh, I'll have to watch back. I want to try to get some clips to post on the on the old interwebs from it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was... It was a cool experience. I, I would say we got all kinds of conditions, all kinds of racing. Um, I really wish I could have raced properly and raced, uh, you know, with, with all, you know, full attack. Um, but maybe we'll get another chance with Nice. I, I, I'd love to do more with those guys. Mike Kilman, my crew chief, was great to work with. Um, I think he, you know, he was just as frustrated as me because I think he wanted to, he could see how fast we were even with the lack of ability to turn the wheel uh, effectively. Um, and yeah, by the end of that race, Man, I was, I was beat. Like it, it was because it was really hot in there. Like obviously it's hot in the Indy car, but the truck is a different type of heat. Uh, and, and normally with the power steering, it's much less physically difficult. But to have the heat uh, and to have the, uh, the the lack of ability to steer, um, you know, was a was a real challenge. So uh, it was it was oh man, it, it was it was a brutal one. I I um, I definitely felt. Equally as bad, I would say, after the race, uh, after the mid-Ohio race in the IndyCar, just a bit of a different style. Because in the truck, you sit a little closer. You uh, don't quite as have quite have as much leverage um, with your arms uh, because you're sitting closer. And we've also got the gear shift. And also, the race was like, you know, the mid-Ohio race in the IndyCar was about two hours. Uh, and, and according to my whoop, you know, the, the mid-Ohio race in the truck was almost like almost like four hours like three and a half hours if not more so uh pretty crazy difference difference in experiences um but it really did make me want to do more i, I would love to do some more and, and check it out someday so you know hopefully we get the chance we've got to thank you know worldwide express those guys unishippers that team was awesome um and uh yeah chevy silverados so- <laughs> were your were your forearms like the SpongeBob in that episode when he like gets those blow up muscles, <laughs> just all veiny and just overworked? It was what I found out. It was actually more like my entire top side, like my shoulders. And if you look at my gloves, it's funny because I was wearing white gloves because that's the only pair of gloves I have for NASCAR stuff. They have different safety regulations. But I showed Corey LaJoy last night. Like the entire wrist section of the glove is just like black because it was just rubbing so hard against the steering wheel. Yeah, and both hands were just really uh, about as as torqued as they possibly could, um, just trying to get the thing to turn. And you know, if 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 you thought you had a little correction coming in, the steering was working, and then when it went away, it was almost like oh no, and then you had to grab it really hard before you lost it. Um, so it was uh, it was interesting and. Quite an experience. Got run through the mud a couple times. Uh, didn't necessarily ever spin around, which is great, but we had to pit to get all the mud off the radiator at one point, which put us back towards the, uh, at the back at stage two. So we went from the back to the to the midfield to the, almost to the front about twice. Um, we definitely passed a lot of trucks, I would say. We passed a lot of trucks um, and, uh, and learned a lot about it. So it was, it was quite interesting. So when do we have an idea or do we have an idea of uh, possible next time you'll be back in one? 
I don't know yet. That, that is a great question. I don't know when I'm driving anything next. Uh, it's looking like, um, you know, we're, we're I'm up for anything. Uh, you know, might do more of the Nitro Cross stuff. Been talking to Dennis Ryanbowl a little bit about that. Uh, gonna go to the race this weekend, the IndyCar race in Toronto, um, and uh, and just see what happens. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there was a lot that uh, a lot that could go on, but obviously my schedule is kind of like one day at a time at the moment. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. That's uh, sometimes you just got to take life and take the career that way, one day at a time. Um, you mentioned, all right, so you're going. That was going to be one of my questions. You're going up to Toronto. We saw all two weekends ago. You went over to Mid Ohio, and bada boom, on site, in mind, and you find yourself in a car due to Simon Pagano um, getting in a in a in a practice accident. Now. We have a similar situation this weekend with Simon not being in the car again, but the car that you drove two weekends ago in Mid Ohio, that is going to Mr. Blumquist, who is already in the Meyer Shank program, correct? Yeah, so I, I got a lot of questions about this, and, and people were kind of asking, uh, you know, why I'm not in the 60 car uh, for this weekend. Uh, obviously, hate to see Simon still out. That's a tough one. But, uh, you know, the, the stuff with the brain. Um, you know, I obviously have no idea what's going on with him. I talked with him a little bit after the race uh, last week, um, and and he said he was feeling better. But uh, but you never know. The mind is uh, you know an intricate thing. You know, Kurt Busch obviously he's really struggled with that. Obviously, when he had his his accident on the NASCAR side, uh, you know, Noah Gregson even missed the race this year uh, with with concussion stuff. So you just got to be careful with it. And uh, and I think IndyCar our doctors are obviously super on it. Um, but I think. People have to remember that that Tom is in Mike's system, and Mike has already mentioned that uh, they have a seat that that's already they've they've already sorted out one seat for next year. Uh, you know, I don't know what that's going to be, but uh, I would assume that uh, you know Mike has a really good relationship with Tom. Tom has won races for Mike, um, and you have to think a little bit outside. You have to think about what's going on here in general, right? Like you have to think about what this team. I only really have been in this team, uh, you know, just just for a day. Uh, and that day went really well, but they have plans, obviously, for future, for seasons, for future seasons um, that they've probably already had in the works for a while. So people have to remember that that's that's a priority for you know for that team is to to make sure that their future is also sorted out. And you know if they can use me at some point as well, that's great. But it, it, I was only injected in the system last minute because I was there. I was there. Tom was not there last weekend. Uh, you know, I I had the experience, you know, to to jump in on a warm up type situation. Uh, that would have been a really tough one for for Tom to do. Actually, I don't even think IndyCar would have allowed him to do that because he's a rookie and he hasn't ever done an IndyCar race. So in this in this situation, Tom gets a full weekend to you know to be to have his to make his IndyCar debut. Uh, Tom's a great guy too. We used to race with him in Europe a long time ago. Uh, know him very well. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think there, there are situations that you just have to think a little bit, just think like, think why they would do that. Maybe they already have stuff going on with Tom. I don't know because I, I only just have been involved with that team very briefly. So, and I've enjoyed my interactions with them and, and Mike's been very honest with me. Mike called me and told me, he's like, Hey man, we're going with Tom for this weekend. And, you know, obviously I, you know, I can't explain all the, all the, what, what they're saying, because we don't know one day at a time is basically how we're, how we're doing this stuff right now. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it, it's all good. 
no, no surprise there, honestly, for me. Shouldn't be a surprise if you pay attention to the IndyCar world really that 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 much. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I'm still going to go up there and, and hang out with the team and uh, you know try to help Tom a little bit uh, if I can. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a debut weekend at a very tough street course for, uh, for a new, a new driver in the IndyCar series. It should be interesting. So you're going up there to hang specifically with Meyer Shank or you're just going to be around everywhere? I, I mean, I'm going up to drive the two seater, so I'm going up to drive the two seater on Saturday. Nice. But, uh, but I mean, I, all my stuff's in Mike Shank's trailer, so I'm going to, I'm going to go there and at least you know, hang out with those guys a little bit and check, check things out. And, and obviously since I know Tom quite well, I'd, I'd be happy to help him out if I can. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the plan for the weekend. Go up, go up on Friday, uh, enjoy the Canadian race fan scene, uh, do my deal for the two seater. I got one two seater session on Saturday afternoon, and then I'm going to fly home at like six in the morning, Sunday morning. So I can get home in time to watch the race on Peacock. Cause remember everyone, the race this weekend is solely on the Peacock, so got to got to tune in on the streaming websites. Yeah, we're coming off of uh, you know a, a pretty impressive Mid Ohio, with all things considered, with it being on USA. When we saw those numbers being on USA Road America, and then the last year uh, for Mid Ohio, that so let's keep that going. Let's keep it going on Peacock. Uh, I great love- numbers as well. Great numbers as well on USA for Mid Ohio. By the yeah, way, like right. I, I don't I don't think we. They were not out yet by the time we talked about it after uh, after the Mid Ohio IndyCar race, but honestly, when you look at that as a, as a race that's off network NBC, yep, that was when we're approaching that above seven seventy five. I think that's a big positive for us. So really good job for IndyCar and that whole group. I mean, I I was very I was like wow, thank God we we got over that. Normally. If, if you've been paying attention to IndyCar for a long time, we have this like 350,000 number that if the race is off uh, network NBC, we always end up at like 350,000 viewers or like 300,000 right viewers. And like two weeks before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So thankfully we had a, a big uptick, which, which was which was nice. It was. Yeah. So let's keep that going. I love Peacock. I, I told my wife the other day, I was like, I mean, this isn't even a, a, a paid ad or anything, but I was like, I feel like sometimes people are harsh on Peacock. I love it. I think yeah. they got great entertaining programs, whether it be sitcoms, shows, movies, true crime. I mean, then obviously you have all the practice sessions and everything you want with IndyCar. I think it's a no-brainer. But, um, yeah, they have right now in DraftKings, Connor and Ben, they have uh, the Honda Indy, Indy Toronto 2023. They got the lines out here. Uh, Alex Pillow, of course, three consecutive wins. He is the favorite right now, plus 380. Scott Dixon, last year's winner, plus 650. Joe Newgard, plus 700. Battle Award, plus 800. And then Colton Herta, plus 800 as well. And then um, and a nice one that's interesting here, I think, and, and Kyle Kirkwood even tweeted at the start of the week. He was like, back on a street race this week. And he was excited <laughs> about that, of course. He's plus 900 right now. Saw him win. Um, it's treats of Long Beach back in April for his first IndyCar career win. So that's what's going on right now on the uh, betting odds um, on DraftKings. That's where I'm getting those odds from. It's usually where they have the most up-to-date IndyCar stuff where I get mine from. But check whatever one you want to you know, go with. Racing season is underway. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SPEED. Bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SPEED only on DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash terms. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And hey, are we going to get a four P, you know, four in a row from Alex Pillow? Will we see last year's wild. winner, Scott Dixon? Ah. Or will we see somebody, you know, maybe like a Will Power or an Alexander Rossi or a Christian Lundgaard, which these odds right now, boys, I mean, Will Power and Alexander Rossi, you're getting them at plus 1,400 to win any race. Uh, I think you got to be all over that. So uh, that's a look ahead to this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be hard to beat uh, Kyle Kirk. Kyle, Kyle Kirkwood right now on the street courts, I mean, you got to think, dominated Long Beach, was very fast to St. Pete, yep. even though he wrecked me at St. Pete, no big deal. He did call me yesterday. We talked, had a nice little chat. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think the Andretti cars are extremely fast. That means Tom Blomquist is getting in a good car for sure. Cause they're obviously affiliated with Andretti as well. I think you see Colton Herta maybe doing three poles in a row. I, I think Colton Herta could be a pole contender yet again. Uh, he was on the pole last year. Um, I'm predicting an Andretti powerhouse this weekend, but if Alex Pillow happens to win four races in a row, I mean, Send that guy to the IMS museum that's being redone now because he's going to be there for a long time. Like, it's going to be uh, straight to Formula One next year for Alex Pillow for sure. Uh, I already think he's going straight to Formula One. I bet he's he's signing his deal right now. And who knows, maybe he's going to get into a wild situation where people tweet about having him as a driver. Hopefully he avoids that again. <laughs> it avoids that for a second time. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking 2024 we see Alex Pillow in the Formula One uh, Formula One World Championship, um, but uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe it's time to finally the Andretti Andretti cars get back on the horse here. Uh, I I see Kyle Kirkwood and Colton Herta are my favorites this weekend. Um, that's kind of my my early race predictions. I would say early race predictions. Yeah, I mean you're going not only with the the race wins uh, streak here for Alex Below, but this would be three in a row on the pole for Colton Herta. Um, with like you mentioned, him being the defending pole champ from Toronto last year. So a lot of the line, uh, I think that's a good call by you with Andretti on the streets, of course. Uh, I think, hey, you'd be proud of me, man. I actually sat down on Sunday morning and I watched the Formula One race. <laughs> I watched what was going down in Great Britain. Wow. I watched the first three laps in great amazement. And then I kind of sat there on my phone the rest of the time. Uh, <laughs> but it was on throughout the duration, I will say. It was, you know what? Quick little Formula One podcast moment. Um, pretty wild to see the Brad Pitt movie taking place like during that weekend as well. I don't know if you saw that, but Brad Pitt playing a racing driver along with his teammate. I don't know who the actor's name is, uh, but Brad Pitt, aka Sonny Hayes, in the in the Formula yeah. One movie, um, 
fascinating actually to see those cars. They look great. They sold real sponsorship on them too, which is crazy. Um, I actually figured out what one of the drivers, uh, Brad Pitt mentioned, uh, one of the drivers that they're actually using for the car, uh, one of them is Luciano Bacchetta, who I actually raced with in F3 way back in the day. Uh, great dude. Um, and I wonder who the other one is, but pretty funny to see them filming literally as they're doing it. And this is a good IndyCar connection as well. After I saw a, um, a video, I watched Martin Brundle interview uh, Brad Pitt, but uh, Trevor Carlin is actually the one who is uh, running that team kind of unofficially. Like they're obviously set up to look like a Formula One team. Uh-huh. Trevor Carlin, very professional human being um, and, and runs a very good team, runs obviously F2 and F3 and all kinds of things over there. But shout out to Carlin for being a uh, yep. movie star team. They they, don't, they no longer have an IndyCar team. Now they're movie stars. So uh, I text Trevor about that last night when I found out. I was like, hey, man, proud of you for being Brad Pitt's employer. You know what I mean? Like, good for you for putting Brad Pitt in the F1 car. So uh, pretty little fun fact for the uh, for the IndyCar fans out there and uh, for the Carlin Racing fans out there who are who I'm a fan of. That would be – that is cool. It will be wild to see. Uh, when that becomes a finished product, and you know, it really sad part just... is, I bet it's going to be really good. Well, yeah, <laughs> I got... the sad part is, I bet it's going to be super great. <laughs> It'd be way more entertaining than the actual Formula One races that we see, I'm sure. But that's <laughs> what happens when you can script it and, and, and script drama, as we see on Netflix. You're darn but, right. Um, yeah, right. But then it just gets me thinking about the possibilities of an Indianapolis 500, a current Indianapolis 500 movie, and then I get, oh. you know, all upset and worked up and everything. So. Maybe one day. It would be nice. May, it would maybe, be nice. Maybe, maybe one day, brother. Um, you mentioned now about Alex Pillow. If he wins four in a row, you know, he'd be going into the uh, soon-to-be newly renovated Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, Museum. Um, major renovations coming to the IMS Museum there, uh, all going to be set to be done uh, April of 2025. So that would be the 109th running of the Indianapolis 500, just absolutely up to date and apparently unlike anything that race fans have ever seen before according to the release now you see the photos i'm sure you saw the photos you know the the renditions that they have what do we think yeah i mean i think it looks great i mean the the museum ever since i've been alive the museum has been very consistent but they keep doing really cool stuff like i i go in there and i i don't think like oh man this is boring like I think this is awesome. Like I yep. walked in, I took my girlfriend Amy there. She had never been to the museum. And uh, you know, they had a really cool exhibit about the crazy, you know, second place finishes. Yeah, right. I'm like, yeah. man, this is awesome. So they do a lot, but for that facility itself and and everything to kind of get it upgrade and and in this modern world where people appreciate technology and you know, cool sights and sounds, I think it's awesome. I think I think it's fantastic for the speedway, for our event. I mean, it's still the greatest event in the world, but that museum is a busy place every day too. So oh, yeah. uh, to, to be able to showcase our sport, our event, our, our highlight event to more and more people, I think it's great. Fantastic. I'm a big museum guy. Big big fan of that. everything they got going on there. Yeah, I actually, um, believe it or not, I made my first venture into there. We talked about it, I think, on the pod during May, but I, I made my first venture into there uh, officially um during the month of may or maybe it was it was april or may it, it, it was close to right around the time and took my son and everything and, and was blown away by it for sure uh and all the history that resides there but uh yeah i mean the the 
new updated gas. I'm looking at it right now in the press release, the gasoline alley, the, the kind of uh, the, the real life sim that you're going to be able to have yeah. in there, uh, just kind of the more you know, modern, sleek look. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to have kind of the traditionalists, the the people who don't want um, anything to be touched as hollow <laughs> ground there, you know what I mean, that are going to be upset by it. Um, ah, there's this, always that. This, 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 yeah, this is this the, the, the nature of the beast. So uh, we'll be, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think next May they're going to kind of have maybe like a... Uh, a placeholder for people to be able to go get a little bit of that flavor? Or do you think we're just going straight up a whole month of May next year without access to the museum? That's something that race bands who travel from all over the world, literally, you know, when they come yeah. into town, they're looking forward to going to. Oh, I have no idea, honestly. I'm sure they'll figure it out. I mean, there, there's definitely going to be a place for the museum uh, and, and all the stuff that's going on there because that's a, you know, big merch shop for us too. So I'm sure they'll figure yeah. it out. They'll have, they'll have some things sorted. So, uh, great stuff though overall you want to yeah. you want to get it uh you want to get into our uh, our segment now we want to get should we go should we go segmenting yeah let's segment it up man let's get let's get segmented um let's start off always start <laughs> off with the weekend podium all right so this past week since the last time we talked over the weekend uh, you got a third second first place finisher for for just about anything so uh why don't you uh why don't you start us off with third place what do you got on your weekend podium there connor yeah, absolutely. We, we're kind of, you know, we, we this is a very basic name for now. We might be able to come up with something different, but we're we're kind of picking some, you know, three things from the weekend uh, that we that we went it that we want to that we want to talk about, chat about a little bit. Uh, could be racing, might not be. You know, we can uh, we can still give give the milk to some people after the Toronto race. We're kind of going to save that for for post IndyCar races. Um, but uh, but on, on the podium for me this weekend for for activities. Uh, or, or just anything in general. Um, and I believe we're also going to give a bunch of birds to something after this as well, right? We're going to have the top three things and then something we might give some birds. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I think that's a great idea uh, because of willpower. Um, so third place for me, uh, I would say, uh, well, you could almost give them birds, but this was wild. Ben, you put this in your notes as well. But the Arca crash for me... Where teammates took each other out. If you didn't see this, you gotta you gotta find this. <laughs> For me, it's horrible, and you could give birds to it. But honestly, one of the funniest things and the dumbest things I've ever seen. So it deserves to be on the podium. Um, there was basically two teammates on the very very last lap of the Arca race. Uh, one of them waited for the other one, who was running, I believe, second at the time, uh, Dean Thompson, and basically just shunted both cars, and they were teammates. And I, I just I, that's hilarious. Deserves to be on the podium for uh, just pure stupidity and insanity and and just I guess that's uh you know the, I guess that's Arca racing baby I, I don't know but it was it was very funny that I was did, good, that was that was some some you have to see on the Twitter sphere if you haven't seen it yet I did hear a lot about it um, from from our pal Jeremiah he told me about it and I said well wow, that's uh, that is something yeah <laughs> so I think that was my literal response as well I guess that's Arca racing so exactly. Um, uh, number three, Ben. Actually, why don't you go? Why don't you give us your your third place there on the podium? Um, I will start off with go hop over to F one a little bit. Um, I was pretty excited about this news. Um, Daniel Ricardo is back in a seat. Uh, he's taking over for Nick DeVries in AlphaTauri. <laughs> so, internet kind of blew up when that happened. So that's my number three because um, I'm not sure if he's gonna. Have, 
find himself in a seat next year because actually I saw the quote from Christian Horner right before the news came out that he's not getting in a car and he was testing, but like he's not going to get in the car next year. And then this news comes out. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the future holds for him. But I'm excited that he'll be on the grid for us this season. Yeah, that's a, a wild of Danny deal. Rick fans. A lot of Old Danny, Danny Rick. Fans. Hopefully, he, he he will be a friend of the show at some point. But uh, <laughs> I saw a wild graphic put out. I don't know who put it out. It might have been Autosport. Um, but uh, there was just like the the drivers who have been replaced by Red Bull midseason is pretty wild. I'm I'm gonna read it off to people and because it? it is it's kind of astounding. Um, in 2006, Christian Clean, if I, people, most people won't remember that, but Christian Clean got replaced by Robert Dornboss, who used to be IndyCar guy. He's an Indy 500 starter. Uh, could be a random Indy 500 driver of the week. Uh, 2007, Sebastian Vettel replaced Scott Speed, American American driver, which is again these are all big names. Uh, Sebastian Bourdais, IndyCar guy, a lot of IndyCar in here. Uh, uh, replaced by Jaime Algashwari, who's our friend of the show. Hey, obviously, now. 2009. Uh, and then Danny Kvyat, who's a friend of mine, <laughs> replaced in 2016 by Max Verstappen. Uh, and then 2019, Pierre Gasly replaced by Alex Albon. So all those names are big names. Like, everyone is successful in some way, but it's a wild scene for Red Bull. So, yeah, that was that was a good one for you there, uh, Ben, and, and, and it's good for Daniel. I'm very curious to see how that goes for him. Oh, yeah. That was that was definitely uh, big news. I mean, he, he looks like him and Ben Polizzi look alike. So even Ben uh, Polizzi yeah. was commenting. I on can that. absolutely see that. Uh, so you know they got the crazy Kramer hair going on. Um, so you, we, when you know that when Ben's dumbass is commenting on racing stuff, you know that it's a big deal. So oh yeah, uh, nice pull there, Ben. Nice pull. Uh, my third place uh, for the weekend is actually not going out on the weekend. Like <laughs> this is you know believe it or not, but this is like Dad a pretty life. wild revelation that. Yeah, once you become a, a, a father and then the kid needs you and everything, and like you're just like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to turn my buddies down because, one, I don't want to upset the wife. Two, I want to be a good dad. Three, I'm kind of getting to that point where I just don't like feeling like garbage on Saturday or Sunday morning, you know? <laughs> so just every now and then, that. you know, maybe maybe two or three weekends of the month, uh, you know, maybe even more than that, but just sometimes saying, hey, you know what? I'm bedding at 8 p.m. on Friday and Saturday night, and I'm waking up feeling good on Saturday and Sunday. Not bad. There you go. I respect that. You got to respect something like that. Um, Thanks, buddy. All right, I'm going to move to the position two. Uh, position two on my podium um, is the, uh, let me see if I remember this correctly, uh, the Millennium Force uh, at Cedar Point. Uh, nice. Big fan of the Millennium Force now. Uh, that deserves to be on the podium uh, yeah. That ride was fantastic. I believe I went to Cedar Point as a kid, but Millennium Force, great G loads, fun activity. Um, there was another ride that I called the, uh, I think, Centennial Force or something, or the Centennial something or the the Dark Centurion. I don't know what I. Oh, I, don't know I what think I that's called. it. Yeah, I think it's something Centurion. Yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know, but there was another one that was really good. It's made of wood, but it's an uh, it's a. It's another coaster that was very, very great as well. So uh, Cedar Point, Millennium Force, that's P2 for me. Great time. <laughs> nice. What's uh, The top throw dragster is shut down, right? That one. Yeah, that's no like, more dragster. Wild wow. to see. And I never got to ride it. So apparently they're going to replace it with something new, though. Apparently they're going to make it pretty yeah. crazy. So that that it looks like there's some construction going on there. So Cedar Point might have something pretty crazy going in there. Good to know. 
All right, Ben. Ben, P2. Uh, I'm going to go with another um, kind of driver announcement. Uh, back over to the NASCAR side. Your guy, you're hanging with, Connor, uh, reportedly signing an extension with Spire. I don't know if he able to talk about anything, but you know, there's a lot of rumblings that he was going to hop over somewhere um, kind of take what funding he had and whatnot. So, but he'll be sticking with Spire apparently. So I'll come out in the next few weeks. Yeah, like Corey Athletic reported LaJoy. that. Yeah. yeah, Corey LaJoy called me last night. I'm sitting at my house uh, trying to go through my laundry, and he calls me. He said, "Hey, uh, are you home?" I'm like, "Yeah." He said, uh, "What's your address?" I'm like, uh, "What? What's going on?" He's like, uh, <laughs> "My flight got canceled. I need a place to stay." So Corey LaJoy came right over to the house, and we. We just hung out, talked motorsport, uh, talked about all the all that's going on in life. Uh, Corey, one of my favorite people in the NASCAR paddock and the paddock in general, uh, he gets it. Uh, and yeah, excited for Corey's future. Uh, excited to see Gamebridge on there uh, on the Spire wagons as well. Um, Gamebridge making a big jump into NASCAR, so that that's Man, uh, you know they were they were a part of Marco Andretti's truck uh, over the weekend. Uh, Dan Towers, that group. Dan Towers has has done a lot for me in my career, in my life. He's he's been awesome. Um, so really pumped, uh, pumped for them. And he's boy, he he's taking motorsport by storm. Gamebridge, everyone there. So pretty cool to see. Love Corey Lejoy. Love yep. me some Corey Lejoy. Hoping to get the invite to his kickball tournament um, <laughs> this year because I couldn't last year, but maybe this year we'll see. Uh, I bet right, you'll my be second in on place. That one. My second place uh, podium finisher is the Bear on FX and Hulu. I don't know if you fellas oh. have watched this show. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. It is uh, it is an absolute absolute masterpiece of television. I love it. it. There's there's two seasons. Second season just came out in June, but me and the wife just finished it over the weekend. Finished season number two, and uh, it is it is really really great stuff. Jeremy Allen White. Um, trying to think of some of them i mean they have uh they 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 have cameos i don't want to divulge because they they make it so much better <laughs> when you're like holy shit and you watch an episode and they're in it well there's a ton of cameos that are super great um really really just good television so if you're looking for a show the bear on fx and hulu boom nice i have not watched that yet i gotta i gotta figure that i gotta get into that it's That'll all about this guy who opens his, his brother had a had an Italian beef sandwich shop in Chicago, <laughs> and then he comes and he takes it over. So it's all about like the the inner workings of like a restaurant. It's very fast paced, and everybody's like at each other's throat all the time back in the kitchen, and just really great character television. So give it a shot. Same same actor that was in Shameless, right? Uh, yep, I can't, yep. Is it Lit? Jeremy Allen White? Right. Yeah. 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 Like whatever him. that guy's name in Shameless is, but that's him. I think yep. I think it's Lit or Kip or something. Lit. I don't know. Lip. Yeah, yeah. Kip. Lip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love Shameless. All right, Connor. Mm-hmm. First um, place. Let's go. Yeah, top of the podium for me this weekend, I think in general, this has to do with motorsport, but Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, cool. I, that was I, fun. I, I'm not going to lie. I loved watching all the stuff that was going on in Atlanta. I think the Xfinity race, the cup race. Um I just think they've done such a great job with that track. I, I, I love it. I'm sure there are people who loved old, old Atlanta as well. This has a very super speedway vibe to it. Um, but I just enjoyed watching the racing there. Uh, the end of the Xfinity race was kind of crazy. Like Austin Hill was so fast but couldn't get any help. And then, you know, yep. it, people running out of fuel. And, and the cup race, obviously, it was sad to see that, uh, you know, stop by rain. But, like, 
Atlanta Motor Speedway is a winner. I mean, coming off of a Chicago race too for the Cup Series, like that's a great race to bounce off of because it's like, man, we got two weekends in a row of maximum excitement. Well, yeah. So I, I think NASCAR wins as well, but uh, but big time to Atlanta Motor Speedway. That that place just that was electric. Yeah, I texted my little group chat of buddies who are race fans like me, and I was like, the last two weekends of NASCAR, I literally haven't been able to turn my eyes away. Yeah. Like, it's just been, you know, with, with all the craziness of the weather, the, the bumper cars of NASCAR, and then SBG coming through in Chicago, and then the absolute insanity that was, um, at least the first, I mean, it was really throughout, but uh, that, that first stage, and then the ending of the first stage was just an absolute adrenaline rush oh, on yeah. Sunday in Atlanta. So it was, it was great stuff. Yeah, fantastic. So, Ben, what's uh, who's your winner for the weekend? So, I actually, this has a tie to Atlanta. So, I was actually able to be there on Sunday. Oh, and, all right. And it, um, so, Georgia is famous for their peaches, right? And this, okay. is, this is kind of an off-the-wall thing. So, um, okay. I was in the media center weekend doing some work, and they have probably four to five wooden carts of peaches and like they're from like a local farm everybody was talking them up i love peaches i love anything peach flavored so i'm like all right i'm gonna have one you know i scoop my food grab a couple peaches i sit down i'm like i'm gonna go into it i bet bite into it straight up like an apple like i thought i chipped a tooth oh and so i kind of oh. worked around it i worked around it i'm like nope not it and the people i was with was like come on go try another one so i go up there i, I grab from a different wooden thing go into it same thing i bite into it. it's like i'm like oh man Oh so, no! I'm like I can't just do this. Are they just too ripe, or what? What is that? How it, they it are? It could have been. With? And I mean, everybody I was talking to was like, "Nope, these are the best. It's the best peaches you had." And I oh. was like, "Clearly, I'm grabbing from the wrong one." So bad day. I ended up going back farm. for right. So I ended up going back for a third. Same thing. And then I waited probably like two hours, kind of beginning of the race. I go back and finally find one. Was it was better? Wasn't the best? So my <laughs> podium is Georgia peaches, ain't it? Oh wow. So, yeah, that's number one. Sorry, wow, I also interesting first place. Yeah, yeah, I also love yeah. that uh, that you like not not went through one, not two, but like you decided Four. I'm going to have like 25 peaches to make sure that they <laughs> suck right. like completely. Right. That's right. I, I respect that dedication. Disability. You were hoping yeah. that maybe number seven, maybe six, that like Eight. those are going to be those are going to be the ones. Yeah, yeah. that's so. interesting. <laughs> that's such a yes. bummer, man. It's like I know. Uh, lucky coming to indiana and having a bad tenderloin or something oh. or you know, buffalo yeah. bad right yeah so if anybody Tough. has any advice on where to get your speeches, peaches. um please <laughs> send us at speed street pod there you, you go appreciate that selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify is got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is the 
here to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joey, uh, nice. All right, interesting. Well, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm capping off my first place podium that it's a tie-in with a third place. They kind of, you know, slingshot and engage. I think they work hand in hand here a little bit. Uh, but my first place podium is my my son finally sleeping through the night now. So big, big <laughs> cap off to Frankie Molinaro. Wow. We got uh, we got him about you know eight thirty or so, nine p.m. And that boy's out until about six thirty or seven a.m. Now it has been. It was just literally over the weekend, like. We really we're hitting strides, you know what I mean. There's still some hiccups every now and then, but but my boy's finally coming through. So big first place, his first first place podium finish for uh, Flying Frankie. I love that. I love that. That's got to feel good as a as a parent. <laughs> I can only assume big big um, success, man. One thing big that success. we definitely I have a great story for you guys because I, I would like to give something to. Uh, you know, we got we to gotta respect willpower, flipping some birds to people. Yeah, let's get some birds. Disrespectful hand gestures. This is, um, th- th- there are two birds are going to these folks right here that I, that I, uh, I witnessed. I witnessed something at Cedar Point that, uh, I, I thought would have been per- a-, a perfect story to tell. And I, and I, I, I can't believe that I actually saw something like this take place and it was serious, not like a skit, um, I feel like we've we've seen a lot of TikToks. You see a lot of videos sometimes of these random just like, you know, street fights that break out. And you're like, man, these guys look kind of stupid. I'm not gonna lie. Like this kind of how did this how is this an act? Like what's going on? Turns out they're they're real. Uh I we got off a ride, uh, and I I, I oddly enough the the there was a young couple in front of in front of us in the in the cart. That at the time, I obviously, you know, you just notice certain people totally fine. You know, it's just random. But we walked off. I got some Dippin' Dots. I had to get some Dippin' Dots yeah. ice cream. Enjoyed enjoyed a little Dippin' Dots. Um, and I'm walking by the big public restroom there, walking by, and uh, I see, a, you know, a, an argument taking place. It looks like, and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm very spatially aware. I feel like as racing drivers, you're kind of always aware of your surroundings, what's going on. And I'm kind of like my girlfriend's talking to my friend Brandon and his 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 wife and and I'm just kind of eating my ice cream and noticing I was like, is there about to be some some fisticuffs being thrown here? Is there some what's going on? And I'm walking by and it's this uh, like these young people they they can't have been more than fifteen years old. Man, no way they're even sixteen. Oh, oh, wow. I don't know like youth youths, but like that age where yeah. people start to be dumb, like dumb people. Um, a lot of testosterone, dumb kids, a lot of yeah. things so happening. Yeah, you have this this young girl looks like she's having an argument with this uh, with this gentleman, aka just a kid, uh, a slightly taller kid than her. But I noticed that uh, 
this girl was on a ride with us the previous ride and and she had she was with a, with a with a with a boy so maybe that was the boyfriend i don't know but as this played out it was definitely the boyfriend that she was riding with and on the ride and then i don't know if this other person had said something to said woman or what was going on because i then was locked in because out came the boyfriend from the bathroom oh. and again hard to hear what's going on but a lot of facial reactions like it was a bro off you know what i mean like what bro what bro you had the 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 chest flexions yeah. do something do something yeah it was like uh -huh. very you know two words or or three word phrases uh you know one side against this side and you know this probably shouting and so and i'm and i i start to mention to my my girlfriend and and our friends i was like i think there's a fight about to break out here and you start to see kind of people noticing that there's about to be a throwdown and this moment might have been my favorite moment of just watching dumb people be dumb and and these poor folks yeah. i really hope they make better life choices because all of a sudden the one kid the boyfriend dude rips his shirt off just shirt off yeah. like there it is it's gone and like the arms like what now you know what i mean and like these are just oh, kids like they're, they're no way they're more than 15 years old and this kid this dude just shirt off like let's go and the dude takes who took his shirt off and was like real proud like doing the you know aaron Rodgers belt movement like state farm belt whatever that is you know whatever he does like uh -huh. like i'm a i'm a man and then just goes at this other dude and and this guy's probably got about six inches of height on him too so he's going after this taller kid and then he's uh, going after him and it's a full-on brawl outside the public bathroom at a amusement park and i was yeah. like i can't believe this this stuff actually happens and then all of a sudden now you got the old people coming in like come on stop like this is stupid but these kids are legit swinging at each other's faces and i'm witnessing a public brawl like what like right that's going on and i i hate that I didn't record it with my phone because it would have been one of those like world star moments where you put it on the TikTok oh, yeah. and it's like, hey, this is hysterical. Um, it, it it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, but I had dipping dots in my hand, so I almost was like, here we go, I'm I'm spectating this thing. And sure. kid throws swing, other kids throw swing, people are just brawling, and of course the responsible adults are like, all right, let's just you guys look stupid, like let's just stop this. And they went their separate ways. Was the girlfriend encouraging? Was she like, kick his ass, kick his ass? It, or was she it, like it, trying it almost, to kick him or anything? It, or? it was just one of those situations that it just looked like they needed some a positive influence in their lives. Like it was, it was like, what could you possibly be yeah. arguing about at a Cedar Point? Like when you're 15, like, but the the moment where this kid literally just, it was almost like the shirt is just shirt was off and now we're fighting him like why did you take your shirt off like what was the point of that like i i don't do, do people do that before like they break out in bathroom brawls i don't know but it was it was the dumbest thing i've ever seen not once that win fights it, no it, not it was ones that win it, it did not win him the fight he started the fight and i i, I that so to the to the poor kids who got in a fight at cedar point and and i witnessed it um we all saw it. These adults, they were like, that was the dumbest. Like, even the adults walking by, I mean, ice cream, they're like, that, can you believe what these dumb kids were doing? So, 
sadly, you know what? We we've got to see some positive. We've got to be some positive role models to some of these kids out there these days because we got dudes ripping their shirts off in the middle of his amusement park to fight other people. So uh, if if you're having a bad day, um, just you know what? Just don't just don't take your shirt off at a theme park to punch someone else. Like that's just not how it's gonna work. Let just you can now, figure it out. I promise. So that was did, that was my double birds to these young folks. I really hope they learn um, learn something in life that just don't look dumb. Just don't don't do that. Just don't be those people at a at a theme park. Now, did you say did you say that? So the kid who took his shirt off, he was the shorter one going up against the oh, taller yeah. one, filled with confidence. Okay. Of course, that makes sense. Yep. But too, like, did we not learn anything from Obi Wan Kenobi? Like, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Yeah, but the kid with the kid with the six inch like height difference is always gonna win that. Exactly. You don't have the reach. You're you're gonna lose. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, how do you not understand that? You know what I mean? And 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 I wish you know. Thankfully, these kids didn't have like big entourages. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it would have been a real you know a real serious situation. It was literally just like four people in an argument about something that probably meant absolutely nothing. And I, I just, oh yeah. to this day, I almost wish I would have just like, I, 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 I'd like to hear more about why this happened. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just want to sure. know, hey, what was said? Because it looked stupid. <laughs> Connor's just Dr. Phil in it. Oh, to, man. <laughs> I, just, I can't believe I witnessed, like some of these videos you see on the internet, there's no way that's real. There's no way people right. just all of a sudden just start fighting each other in the middle of a cedar point turns out it it's real it's real i feel like though like you got to see that you know it's worth the price of admission you know you probably also paid you know too much for your dipping dots but oh yeah worth it at least well i mean here's the thing these kids probably got kicked out of the theme park so not only did they spend a couple hundred bucks trying to get in there maybe they got a fast pass who knows but like goodness gracious what a waste of time (laughs) what a waste of time could land yourself in a cell, then you got to get bailed, and he's yeah. pressing charges. Yeah. And it's a whole. <laughs> Your parents all are for like, girl what? <laughs> all for a girl that's going to cheat on you in six months anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> or vice versa. Right, my, right. Sure. Yeah, you're 15. Nothing matters. All right. Um, uh, my double barriers goes to, so I'm sitting there last week or weekend, I can't remember, and I'm having my routine. I'm drinking my coffee, watching the Today Show, just easing into my day. You know, Frank's playing on the ground or whatever. And all of a sudden, during the the the, the ad break, a commercial comes on from Walmart, a back to school ad, the first <laughs> week of July, Tough. where they're doing the whole thing. The moms are outfitting their kids, and they're putting the snacks in the book bag and sending them out the door. They're doing the whole on the call. Thank God, and summer's over. I'm like. It's July 7th. Yeah. Summer just started. What are we doing? Huh. Big old, big old willpower, crazy eyed. I didn't even go to school anymore, obviously, but a big old willpower, crazy eyed double bird to the 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 back to school ads that are already starting because <laughs> it is still the middle <laughs> of summer and nothing kills you, makes you more sick to your stomach than when you're on a summer break, having a good time, and those start to creep in to your daily life because you know the end is near and that is so brutal so big double bird to that man tough tough realization tough realization that it's uh middle of july, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> july, july. 
Brutal. July 7th, like, uh, there's, like, two, th- I, I see people there on the Today Show, they were still doing, you know, in-the-school segments, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. And then now, all of a sudden, July 7th, we're doing back-to-school. It's absolutely brutal. Just wait, for the Hall- Just wait for the Halloween commercials. <laughs> Those I can handle, yeah. because you're in, this. You're like, it's August, September, you're in the process, like, you're already in school. It's like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I can't wait for Halloween. But when it's summer, uh, and you know that the end, I mean, that's a big line in the sand, is when back to school stuff's happening because it's done after that. You ain't wrong. Ben, what about you? You have any bird um, to give today? Yeah, this weekend? I mean, my original one was going to be that Arca crash. Um, no. Just with. Yeah, you I, can use that too. <laughs> which is, yeah, I mean, I'll throw in another, but I mean, the kid was, I think, 16, 15, 16. So clearly the 15 to 16 year old demographic needs oh, yeah. are, you know, the youth of America's in trouble, Connor. You're and, right. Based off of what happened this past weekend, I think there's a lot of things we need to consider. Um, ben, my... you're like 23. <laughs> Shut up. Ben is graduating. <laughs> he's, 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 he's at the next level. He's at the next I'm, level. You know, I got one more semester of school, and then we're at the next level. It's fine. Um, I don't know if I'm going to give this two birds. I'll probably just give it one. Okay, um, one. So the college cars and the Xfinity oh. race, um, trying to work together. You got Justin Haley saying he's running out of fuel. Tough. He passes Hemrick. They kind of get into it. Uh, trouble in paradise over there at college racing. Um, I'm just going to do it one because I know those Atlanta races and super speedways are so hard to try to coordinate. But, man, when you have a guy that's as good as Justin Haley is at super speedway racing trying to you know, help out the other the other college cars, it's um, a little unfortunate. And, yeah. So. That was tough. That was tough to watch. I um, the uh, all three of those the colleague team though I will say they 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 always end up together up at up at the front and uh, you got to respect that organization. Um, but yeah, when it comes down to cars running out of fuel at the end, that was just chaotic. But the fact that John Hunter Nemechek won that race, it was like he should have never won that race. Like well, the guys on yeah. DBC mentioned that as well. I was like, he said his car was nowhere near capable of winning that race. But turns out you always got to stay in the fight. You do. You do? So that's what I got. Staying <laughs> in the fight. <laughs> like it. Sounds like a title of a pod. Um, all right, man. Do we want to do a random Indy 500 driver? <laughs> yeah, I'd like, uh, and 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 let us know, folks, what you think. I mean, I I, I love talking about stuff, getting, getting into things that happen outside of the track as well. Uh, we're going to get into some more. We're going to give some people some awards after the, the next IndyCar race as well, of course. Uh, some milk, some not milk. Um, just let yeah, us send us your own podiums and your own birds. Yeah, exactly. Who you're Tweet giving us. birds to? Who who you're giving Will Power's ability to bird give birds to? Um, definitely let us know. Uh, I, I I enjoy that. We enjoy talking about things. Um, but yeah, we'll get into um, you know our our favorite segment, our our, our OG segment, the uh, Ricky Treadway Random Mini Five Hundred Driver of the Week. Intro theme song, blah, 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 blah. Just kidding. We need. We got to get a theme song for the uh, <laughs> the Ricky Shredway Random Indy 500 Drum Week. I don't it's know, on yeah. the list. I don't know what we're going to do, but we got to get a theme song for it. Um, all right, this uh, this weekend I found an interesting one, or this week. Uh, I went to the 1966 Indy 500, which I don't think we've, we've done a lot from 1966, but Graham Hill was the winner of that race. Um, but I went down to the... 30th place finisher and on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway historic website uh, his name is Al Miller but in parentheses Krulak so I don't I don't know I haven't seen anyone with a parentheses name um, so I, 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 I put this in the you googling machine uh, Al Miller in parentheses Krulak um, his real name was actually Albert Krulak 
Although the family's old name was Krulak before it was Americanized, Al fought in World War II and was actually missing, presumed dead, at one stage oh. after a bombing raid over Germany. No relation to the other Al Miller, despite both coming from the same area in Michigan. Although always associated with Detroit, uh, Detroit, Alabama? Detroit AL, I don't know what this was, but was actually born in Pennsylvania and the family moved to Michigan when he was a toddler. Miller was a blacksmith initially before becoming a racing driver. That's crazy. <laughs> nice. Al Miller Krulak. Yeah, he had, he had two top 10 finishes, 63 and 65. 63 finished ninth, 65 he finished fourth. Um, and then his last 500 was in 1967. So four goes at it at the uh, world's greatest race course for the gentleman with multiple names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, shout out to him. What a what a career there. World War II the, guy. I mean, that's wild. <laughs> I just couldn't so believe that story. Possibly missing soldier yeah. driver. Yeah. I was going to say, just we've had- checking them off. We've had guys that have are still alive that are dead and then have come back from the dead. So that's a new one. Yeah, exactly. Missing <laughs> and presumed dead. <laughs> Al was not dead. So good for Al or Albert. We appreciate <laughs> that. We appreciate that. Life well lived there, Albert. Um, good deal. Thank you, Connor. Hey, I just remembered, too, uh, Thursday Night Thunder this week, baby. Tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, SRX is back, uh, baby. SRX. SRX is back. Back. Uh, I will be there for the, uh, I think, the July, I don't know, the Motor the motor Mile and the Lucas Oil Speedway races. I'll be commentating on ESPN, but definitely give that a look this Thursday night, Thursday Night Thunder. I just saw a commercial today, this morning, on ESPN for it, so it looks great. Yeah, man. Can't wait there. Our pal Marco going to be defending his title. SRX is back, kicking off the weekend in Toronto. Again, Peacock. This is the Peacock race, folks. Peacock all weekend long uh, with the uh, streets of Toronto happening this weekend, so can't wait for that. Appreciate everybody. Ben, Connor, appreciate you guys. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. Remember to tweet us your birds. Tweet us your weekend podiums at Speed Street Pod. Um, and then I know you follow all of us anyway, so uh, send us that way too. And we'll talk to you again next week with a full recap of Toronto on Speed Street. Tune into the newest episode of Actions Detrimental with Denny Hamlin. Make sure to follow the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss what Denny is stirring up. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.